0: It was kind of clunky the NASCAR weekend at Chicago, and we haven't had a chance to fully react in the fast lane because we were off Monday for 7 3 and then, of course, yesterday for Independence Day. So we're back today. But the overall event, I applaud NASCAR for giving it a try. You had to make the best of the situation. I, I hate the fact that the Xfinity Series race was cut a couple of laps short and that you had to adjust the length of the Cup Series race on the fly that could have been done a little better nascar will learn from that i don't doubt that but it is still something that leaves a bitter taste in people's mouths and sometimes when you pull these things off it's a lot of moving parts and whether NASCAR returns to Chicago or not, and I think there's reasonable uh, ability to debate that, even though they've got a contract for the next couple of years that was under the prior mayor. They've got new leadership there. Sometimes those things, they're out clauses or ways to get out of it. NASCAR got the blueprint now of how to pull something like this off and to do it better somewhere, Chicago or elsewhere, going forward. And that in and of itself shows you can introduce the concepts to different markets and the racing quality itself while you know i don't think it's as good as the oval racing has been in nascar this year which the current car is designed for i'd still say it was better than a lot of road courses maybe the shorter race created a bigger sense of urgency and you know i think reasonable minds can argue either way on that but that's all the case for it as well but one of the bigger storylines was also the inclement weather that popped up that's where all these changes came the xfinity race was called two laps short of an official halfway point, and that's what people have come to know and expect for when races are called officials and, official. And teams also adapt to that, so I can understand the frustration of different teams in NASCAR for waiting around an extra day only to still not run those extra laps. I'd rather you not run them at all than run a couple laps to officially get to halfway, but doing it under caution and it's really just to officially get to halfway. I think you know, if you're going to do it, NASCAR did it better. But that's where you go, uh, we got to find a little bit better of a way to do this. And learning on the fly is something that that you don't want to be doing next time as well. You do it once, it's bad. If you have it a second or a third time, that's where I think bigger concerns fall in. And then, because of all that, NASCAR did shorten the length of the Cup Series race as well. There were those videos and photos out there of all the standing water and how wet Things were. So somebody that was there in Chicago, part of Motor Racing Network, MRN Radio's broadcast coverage of NASCAR at Chicago. Their lead pit reporter, Steve Post, we're grateful to have you back in the fast lane Postman. I can say for my race yesterday, the five-miler that I ran, it was down on Percival's Island in Lynchburg, Virginia, which is like a sauna. It felt as rainy as Chicago did. Maybe not the torrential rain, which would have been a nice breather, but it was still heat and humidity filled yesterday. What was hotter and what left you more wet? when you left Chicago street course race late Sunday night, early Monday morning, or when you wrapped up your Independence Day race that I saw at the Postman 68 on your social platforms that you ran yesterday?
1: That's a great question. I think I was wetter Sunday at Chicago. Now, the wild card here is Saturday at Chicago when that rain hit during the Xfinity Series race. It was about 95 degrees, and so... I actually think I might have been most uncomfortable Saturday afternoon when that rain hit it was ninety five degrees. Sunday it wasn't it was it was probably seventy seventy five when the monsoon hit. And then yesterday in Charlotte the real feel was like ninety two. So um all three were very, very wet and sticky. Uh, My least favorite one was probably, uh, uh, and neither of the two you suggested, probably Saturday afternoon.
0: (laughs) Wow, and I can understand that. When it's hot and wet, it is just brutal out there. Uh, By the way, kudos to you for running your race yesterday. I know you're like me. You're on this running journey, and it's awesome, although it provides its, uh, should we say, moments of challenges out of that. Uh, But for you, you look like you had a good time running your race yesterday as well.
1: Yeah, I really did. It was a four-miler right in Uptown Charlotte. Charlotte's got such a great running community. And, um, boy, you know, one of the things that I'll I'll share this with you, uh, Charlotte likes to be called Uptown, you know. Uh And for years, I rolled my eyes, the Uptown crowd, you know. Oh, yeah, well, that's Uptown Charlotte. We don't have a downtown. We have an Uptown. Well, I have learned running in Charlotte, it is Uptown because i have never seen more uphills in my life and we seem to have a fair amount of that yesterday in the race i know we started and ended at the same spot i don't know how we did it and ran uphill the whole time but uh yeah it was great what a great way to start fourth of july get out get my legs stretched and get a good sweat on got home and Worked in the garden and then showered up and spent the rest of the day enjoying it. But it was a great, great way to start the day.
0: Indeed it was. Uh, and it comes off a big weekend for NASCAR as well. As Steve Post of the Motor Racing Network, their lead pit reporter, is with us in the fast lane discussing one form of racing. He and I both had our own real personal versions yesterday. I ran a five-miler. He ran a four-miler. Uh, but, Steve, the other version of this was NASCAR over the weekend at Chicago. It was bumpy, bumpy. It seemed like there were things that they can learn on. You would expect NASCAR will look at it that way because there were clearly some hurdles that popped up. Overall, though, does NASCAR come out of this a winner because they've at least got a blueprint for what to do and what to do better going forward?
1: Yeah, yeah, they really do. They, they, they won big uh, on this one, in my opinion. And, and the, 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 the interesting thing about it is this they won, they won solidly, they won big, and it could have been so much better. Um, most of the challenges that they had were weather related, and there's just nothing you can do about that. I mean, there are things I know that subtly they want to do better and do different, but, you know, we have 72 degrees and sunny, and we have normal length races. We have four concerts. We have probably three hundred thousand people in the park watching the NASCAR race, and we come out there. I I chatted with Kyle Larson as he was walking from the grid to the media center post race to do his post race media session, and we were talking. And we had to ride up in an elevator, and uh, and he and I said, "So what'd you think?" He said, "I really thought it was good." He said, "It felt like a home run." He said. But I'm telling you, if we didn't have the rain and the concerts that had gone on, he said we were part of a Grand Slam at that time. That's that's how good I felt about it. So, yeah, there's some work to do, but they, uh, I, I, think, uh, I, I think a lot of their challenges were weather-related, and there's only so much you can do with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the bigger parts for NASCAR. Um, the Xfinity Series teams, Trey's colleague at FrontStretch.com, Michael Massey, had an interesting piece up about how you know, some of them were disappointed because you had to wait from Saturday to Sunday. NASCAR tried to get the Xfinity Series race in, but ultimately decided not to. Um, it, it, do you feel for those teams at all in the Xfinity Series who waited an extra night? Some of them had to eat some extra costs out, out of their uh, out of their budget but nascar wasn't able to ultimately get that in electing and i'd say understandably so to try to do everything they could to make sure they got the cup race in which was the bigger showcase event
1: yeah i think in hindsight i think in hindsight you do a couple things different with the xfinity series race i think uh, when we went red flag in the xfinity series race on saturday night we felt, yeah, you know, this is just something passing. We'll be able to get more laps in. We'll be able to get back racing. And, and then it never happened. I'll tell you the other thing, Ed. When we looked at the weather forecast, Sunday morning didn't look bad. So you're like, okay, worst-case scenario, we'll come back Sunday morning and do it. Well, then it just got out of control. Sunday just settled in, and it was brutal. And, you know, to, to, to go by the letter of the rule book uh, at that point, we would have ran the Xfinity Series race on Monday morning. So nobody wanted to cut it short. Hindsight, we'd have probably gotten a few more laps in on Saturday before we went under red flag or tried to figure out how to get some cars on the racetrack. But, boy, there was just a lot going on. You know, one of the challenges of it, when we go to most racetracks, um, NASCAR determines everything. They own the racetrack. Here, you're in a city park. And so lightning delays for some of the unions in the city parks, I think, are 45 minutes. We're used to a 30-minute lightning delay. And there was just a lot of variables there that prevented us from getting back to racing. The weather looked like we were going to get back to racing. Worst case, on Sunday morning, neither of those happened. And so we had to cut the race short. But, you know, hindsight, I think they did the best they could do with it. Um, hindsight, but they, uh, hindsight uh, they probably would have gotten a few more laps in. Uh, or try to get a few more laps in. The problem with that red flag on on Saturday afternoon is that's a lightning delay, and they don't mess around with lightning delays. And so I don't I don't know. It's it's an interesting dynamic and interesting discussion.
0: Steve Post, Motor Racing Network lead pit reporter with us here in the fast lane postman um the other angle to this for nascar is by making the call as soon as they did how much did that free up nascar you're there behind the scenes but how much did sunday's decision to say all right we're going to go ahead and shelve the xfinity series race even though there's some collateral damage to that free up nascar to be able to pivot and at least find a way to get enough of this cup race in that it could deliver one of the strongest TV audiences we've seen in NASCAR outside of the Daytona 500 and obviously an event that seems to have had a lot of folks buzzing afterwards.
1: Yeah well once they made the decision on the Xfinity Series race and made the decision to cancel it there was almost like a relief factor you know because okay now let's just put all of our energy and boy they put yeoman's work in there trying I mean it was downpouring rain and they're out there you know blowing the water off the tracks Uh, you know one I'll tell you I had a little lesson that they learned is the safer, the, the the concrete barriers in a lot of places covered most of the drains. You know, I mean, you you just, you don't expect four inches, four and a half inches of rain in like 18 hours. You don't see that coming. Uh, four and a half inches of rain is a month, month and a half's work in the summertime in Chicago, and we got it in 18 hours, and there's just a lot of little things. But, but once that Xfinity race was, was, was nixed, then it became all hands on deck, as far as getting getting the the cup cars in the ready position, and they were poised and in the ready position, we interviewed Kyle Larson out on the grid in the downpour and they were they did the driver introductions they were telling drivers to be by the cars and uh, they you know we they put everything into it and, and and ultimately were able to get three quarters of the cup race in so i mean it's 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 not what they had hoped for, but it was mission accomplished and got a complete race up there
0: Steve from a logistical standpoint take us behind the scenes was there anything different you and your motor racing network crew did in the setup and the way that you prepared to call this race compared to any other road course or do you kind of look at those lessons from places like road america and prior years and certainly watkins Glen, and apply a lot of those principles to this broadcast too
1: well, yeah, we, we certainly do. Um, you know, our crew does a really really good job. Now, the the variable that we have never dealt with is a monsoon like that, and and unfortunately, the behind the scenes of the broadcast, we had four turn positions. Two of them never got up and running because generators and and fiber got wet. Um, just just for more behind the scenes, we had three belt packs for pit reporters. Ultimately, by the end of the day, two of them were not working. And yours truly had pit road all to himself at the end of the day. So, and, and and we were talking about that today. You know, I mean, how do we wrap these things a little bit better? You know, we have jackets, but do we need ponchos so we have room to move our arms? And just a lot of little things. You know, a lot of it has been learned with with wet weather racing at Road America, at Watkins Glen, at places that we had we had one at Montreal years ago. And I and I think we're better. I know NASCAR's better. I know even more importantly, the teams are better at it. Um, but you know, there was just still a lot of other variables in play up there because it was a, was, was, was a new course up in Chicago. And, and then you throw in, and, and then you throw in at the city park, you know, and, and and how does the city park manage that? You know, the city park's never had a NASCAR race there as well, and so there's just a lot of moving parts and pieces, but the, but the, the, the challenges were many. I mean, our engineer, Steve Fridley, is our engineer, and boy, I'm telling you what, he earned his nickel over the weekend. They said at one time he came into, the, came into the control room, the booth, and he was soaking wet and, just, uh, and, and had uh, two other needs and just shook his head and walked back out and just kept right on digging, getting things together and stuff. So there was a lot of challenges, weather-related. As far as the course goes, though, uh, this is a lot smaller than a Road America. Road America, we have nine turn positions. We only had four scheduled for up at the, uh, up the street course in Chicago.
0: Steve Post, Motor Racing Network lead pit reporter with us here in the Fast Lane. Most people will focus on this race and the fact that SVG, whose name I butcher every time I try to say it, uh, got the victory for Trackhouse in Project 91. What does it say about Darian Grubb, the crew chief who's won championships and races with other drivers in this circuit, that he could come in? On short notice while having other responsibilities with Trackhouse and in NASCAR and guide this team to a victory is, of course, you know all about his work uh, with MRN's Crew Call podcast.
1: Yeah, Gary, Gary Grubb is uh, Gary Grubb has not missed a step. You know, and 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 I think in Darian's case, I think in in, in some instance, some some degree, and he's up there in Floyd, Virginia. He, I think, life kind of happens. I um, mean, I think you know, Darian's got a family, and the 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 rigors of full time Cup Series crew chiefing—that's uh, a brutal job. That is a difficult job. That is a job where you're committed uh, full time, twenty four seven, and it takes a toll on somebody. So as 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 Darian kind of got moved around a little bit. Uh, He stepped down from full-time, remains a remained uh, Joe Gibbs Racing a very, very valuable part of their competition department so much. He was so big in the development of this generation race car over at Joe Gibbs Racing, and so he's got just a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of wisdom. This year moved over to Track House to to work in their uh, their division. You've got Darian Grubb sitting there, and you need a crew chief for a one-off race or two races or four races a year. I'm tapping to go on the pit box, and I just thought it was great. We jump up. uh, Protocol for MRN is to jump up on the pit box and get the get the reaction of the crew chief as the car you know comes across the line and wins the race. And I was just it was so wonderful to be up on that pit box and see Darian up there with a big smile on his face. One of the night.
0: Nice- Steve Post, Motor Racing Network lead pit reporter, with us here in the fast lane. So what we're going to do? We need to get to a break. We're going to call him back. We're going to get his secondary thoughts on Darian Grubb, the Virginia Tech product who guided that team to a victory. A little more on the race itself. If we can chime in, great, but that's still to come. Part two of our chat with Steve Post, Motor Racing Network lead pit reporter next in the fast lane.